It is. It is. But I think I think the answer lies in the fact that marketing is almost the ultimate collaboration. Mm. You know, the, no, you can't do it on your own. Mm. The perception that you know there's one driving force, a Gary V type of idea, is it's a perception. Rain podcast. Welcome to another episode of the award-nominated podcast, Unleash Your Supernova, currently ranked in the top 3% of all podcasts worldwide. I am your host, Nova Lorraine, and I'm excited to bring you another show where storytelling comes to you at its best. I'm going to be introducing you to creatives that are doing what they love while changing the world. Through their stories, you'll be able to learn mindful, holistic tips and hacks for how to not only grow in your business, but also in your life. We'll learn from these wonderful creatives from around the globe and how they've unleashed their superpowers, sharing their wisdom with you. I am so excited to have with us today, Clint White. Hi, Clint. Hey, Nova. Good morning. Good morning. And for our listeners, Clint and I go way back. That's true. <laughs> we, may, we may touch on that um, during the show, but you I may am... not look old. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really excited. At least in to have your him. case. Yeah, no, in your case, too. Let's be real. <laughs> really excited to have him on my show today. This is going to be so much fun. And I'm just going to give you guys a little more information about Clint so you have an idea of why I'm so excited to have him on Unleash Your Supernova. So Clint White is the founder of Tattoos Not Brands Incorporated. He's recognized as a Cranes New York business top entrepreneur and is a deeply experienced marketer, consultant, teacher, and business builder. In addition, he wrote the book, Tattoos Not Brands, and created as well as co-hosts the podcast by the same name. Clint has 30 years of proven results in maximizing audience reach and impact for challenger brands, startups, established businesses, and organizations across many industries, including e-commerce, fashion, food, fintech, hospitality, luxury, media, real estate, and sustainability. And that's not all, guys. That's just a few. (laughs) Known for making modest budgets feel mighty, he and his team have led campaign strategy and execution for innovative businesses, including Luxury Treats, now owned by Airbnb, Jet.com, Mass Mutual, E-Trade, Lincoln Center, CVS, Awesomeness TV, Columbia University, and many, many more. Presented with a Leadership Award for Driving Social Change through media at the Social Impact Summit at the United Nations, Clint is also an advisor, angel investor, and co-founder for a variety of innovative companies and sectors, including cannabis, education, fitness, fintech, (laughs) OTT, travel, and sustainability. Welcome, Clint, again. I I, that was a lot. That was a lot of accomplishments. And I know that's just a snippet. (laughs) No, that's that's probably the whole story. That's the whole story? Well, so that's why that's why you're gonna be uh, sharing with us all about how you're unleashing your superpowers, your Mm -hmm. supernova. Mm -hmm. That's why we have you here. Because to be able to do all that you're doing and at the level that you're doing it is very impressive and inspiring. Thank you. And so for each show that I do, I start off with the why. And I feel that our why guides us for good or bad. Uh, It becomes our North Star, and sometimes we hit it on the head and we're doing it for 
the best reasons possible. We are we're answering our why in ways that's only going to serve our highest good. But oftentimes, our why is misdirecting us and, and maybe not working, you know, for the best results for us. And I think for that reason, it's so important to continuously reflect on the why, the why is mm, in our life. Why absolutely. do we live in Kansas? Why <laughs> do we just choose to be a pilot? Why do mm. I like to read? Why am I with this person I just I decided to be with? You know, it's so 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 important. And one of the reasons why I open up my book Unleash Your Supernova with that chapter. And so I'm going to ask you, why do you do what you do? Wow, that's a that's a big question. Um, and I'm very much a minimalist, so. I'm going to try to be very blunt. It's the only thing I really know how to do. It's, it's the only um, sort of naturally delivered talent that I have. And I think it's I think it's comes from being very introspective and being very quiet. You know what they say about the quiet person in the room. Watch out. <laughs> what do <right>? they say? <laughs> well, they say they say watch out because they're the ones that are taking everything in and are going to be able to see the flaws as well as the opportunities. So my brain just works like that. And, and I've, I've been able to work across so many different industries and so many, with so many different people because of that just sort of instinct to understand how to move forward when usually people are, are so myopic because they're, they're so close to the challenges that they're, they're facing and they're, they're so um, mm. assumptive about the way forward, which generally mm. is about non-creative approaches to solving marketing problems, imitation as opposed to, as opposed to being an outlier when, it, when it's necessary or, or speaking to really what the benefit of your product or service is as opposed to the product. And these are things that, I, that compelled me to write, write my book, uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mostly because people get in their own way. And, and the idea, you know, the idea that everything or everyone is a brand is, is just, is laughable, it's false. You know, there, there's probably a mm hundred-ish -hmm. true brands in the world, Apple, Coca-Cola, uh, Disney, mm -hmm. Nike, you know, those are brands, uh, the rest, the rest outside of the idea that you're spending at least a billion dollars in the market, as well as having uh, been in the market for at least a hundred years or having a truly extraordinary product that has no substitute, say like, the, like the iPhone for people that would never, you know, ever consider having anything else. Mm -hmm never would consider it wearing anything but Nike would not go to any other, you know, experience that is, uh, that is unlike Disney. You know, those are, those are, mm. those are just not what the people that saying that they want to be a brand or that the, an amazing chain of coffee shops is not a brand. It's a tattoo unless you're Starbucks and that's fine. Mm. It's good. Once you understand that you can, you can attend to your goals. You can attend to the, business building that comes with being focused on really how to succeed within your context. You don't have to, mm -hmm. if you're a string of 
and we talk about this in, in a in a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, a string of eight coffee shops in the New York City area is can, are competing with Starbucks to a certain extent, but they are doing so by being a different experience, a more personal experience, a less corporate experience, not a brand, right. a tattoo. So I think that's 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 really the only thing that I know how to do really well. So I, I just leaned into it uh-huh. and, and, I, and I, I went for it. So, and that's my why. That's your why. Cause you say it's the, the only thing I doubt that's the only thing you know how to do or do well. Because- talk to my wife. Talk to my wife. <laughs> and so as it relates to being a marketer and business builder, is that would you encapsulate the yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And yeah, that's what I mean. So it's interesting because when you think of a marketer, you wouldn't necessarily think of someone who's quiet. And I like that. I like the fact that you're able to use the gift of listening and observing. Because when you think of most marketers or in general, because marketing is putting things out there, it's taking this thing, story, copy, ad video blanket whatever it is and getting it in front of as as many eyes bodies as possible so you would think that someone that is outspoken and an extrovert and so i i find that interesting but i get that as well because there's also the analytical side of marketing and that the research side of marketing and using your your intuitive gifts to be your superpower in this space to have these awards and recognitions but then also to take these brands i mean jet.com you know i think that's a very big brand or creating these really desirable companies these tattoos growing them to a point where they're acquired by an airbnb or acquired by a Walmart is is pretty amazing. It is. It is. But I think I think the answer lies in the fact that marketing is almost the ultimate collaboration. Hmm. You, know, you can't do it on your own. Hmm. The perception that you know there's one driving force, a Gary V type of idea, is it's a perception. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's mm-hmm. there's hundreds, if not thousands, of people behind Gary V, and he's he's very comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. He, he does what he does best, which is cut through the cut through the noise and speak to where culture is at the moment mm-hmm. and how to be, you know, how to be a leader in your own space. Mm. And sometimes I've learned over the year that leadership is about getting out of the way, letting other people that do naturally what you don't do well themselves you know or or take the lead on the thing that is that is better suited for their guidance Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. you know that's hard at first because i remember you know when i started my agency in 2008 it it was it was two people Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i i was deliberate in inviting a colleague to join who is the opposite of me and that worked really well we both worked really hard and you know we, we had the triumvirate of you know the the stl which is skills timing and luck mm-hmm. that uh, have to be aligned and it has to have to be collaborated on and when that happens 
things can be really expedited, but it's really in getting mature enough to understand your strengths and weaknesses and that the marketing has the collaborative aspect of humans as well as technology combining to create awareness that builds demand, that drives traffic, that creates conversions and and at the bottom of the funnel you've you've established loyalty. Mm -hmm. If you keep that constantly in mind that none of those steps can happen individually, that they all have to start from the top and drive down mm -hmm. to loyalty is, is something that even some of the smartest CMOs that I've worked with lose, lose sight of. And that's, you know, the consultant or small agency's job is to is to be the, the conscious of best practices marketing. I love that. You also mentioned something earlier that jumped out at me, imitation rather than being an outlier and how a lot of individuals, even just on a personal level, feel more comfortable imitating, standing behind the person in front of them doing exactly that in a way to be seen versus stepping to the right and being that outlier. And so going back to your philosophy around marketing and this concept, can you just dive into that a little more? How is it that an individual, an entrepreneur, a founder can feel comfortable just saying, you know what? I'm the only one on this side of the <laughs> on this side of the fence and I'm okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's 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 something that I write about a lot in my not long book. It's 160 pages, so it, it made I may sound like I'm presenting myself as writing a, a huge handbook, but it's really a, a because I'm ADD, I couldn't write a long book. It had to be had to be short and sweet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I write about it a lot, and it, what it comes down to is math. Hmm. You need to understand, first of all, your your addressable audience, mm -hmm. and that's where you that's where being a tattoo is really helpful. So if you were to take something, you know, simple, like let's let's take the the coffee shop, mm -hmm. the eight coffee shops in in New York. Yeah, you have you have limits. You, you're not able, you know, you have a, a certain square footage, you have a certain uh, level of machines that can output a certain number of beverages and you understand based on past performance and based on just real, you know, what the market is delivering to you, mm -hmm. what your capacity is. And you start to understand why the people are patronizing you versus the many other choices that you would have to get you know your specific cup of coffee and they only do coffee it's kind of interesting you know they don't mess around with other things so you're already narrowing in on somebody that drinks coffee versus tea or mm. matcha or you know all the bubble tea and this and that so i'm a matcha and tea drinker by the way so okay well then there we go we're not we're not we're not going for you so that's that's a primary example you know it's essentially a a winnowing down of, of what you're able to do mm -hmm. so and with that you can start to understand the, the value of loyalty mm. and and instead of instead of saying more 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 you say how do i 
how do I increase the average lifetime value of my customer and how, how do I make sure that they're not looking for something else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a way to back into it through math. You don't have to wonder. Mm-hmm. There's no mystery about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're looking for people that like coffee that are in that area and you can serve a certain volume without friction that is that is a factor that drives people away nobody wants to wait more than three minutes for anything so, so uh-huh i have a I have, it, beca- it just becomes a math thing so if that makes it sense. does make sense i, I want to go back to a point you made so you said that instead of saying more 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 look at how you can increase the average lifetime value of that customer how can you really serve them and bring them back bring them back when you are looking at so let's just say this is day one as opposed to you're at your eighth store and either maximizing and optimizing those existing stores or looking at another but you're you're day one you have this great idea and let's say it's let's say canva canva i think is a great idea and you're like oh i i i have this idea it's you know similar to canva and you're seeing where Canva is right now and the potential and you want to immediately leapfrog to that. You want to be the quote unquote next Canva. Going to the points you made in terms of getting out of your own way, being a leader in what you do well, being comfortable being an outlier, look more at that audience that you're addressing and, and what you how you can serve them differently. So if if you have this founders like, oh, I'll give you the next Canva, how do they step out to the right? Like they have it. It's a software solution. It allows, you know, marketers, creators, entrepreneurs to create pretty content more easily. So how do they step out? Sure. Yeah. Well, there's there's a, a parallel example that I'm working on right now mm-hmm. that we've talked about a little bit. It's a it's essentially a revenue recovery solution mm-hmm. which is a way of, of another way of saying innovating accounts receivable which is a huge pain point for nearly every business but especially you know especially certain industries mm-hmm. like healthcare and professional services and you know uh, construction where sometimes people d- don't pay and they don't pay because they've not been addressed properly mm-hmm. the idea of prevention is not leading the way so there's other there's other solutions for sending out invoices sure mm-hmm. and it's it's some of the dumbest approaches in the world so some businesses don't even take credit cards won't take apple pay won't won't, won't allow you to put a, any part of the the payment on a credit card which is pretty crazy because i don't know about you but that's the way most people pay for things right. these days mm-hmm. so the industry is so myopic and focused on how it's been done in the past that this solution called make good mm-hmm. make good dot solutions if you want to look it up has been able to combine that sort of so-called superpower that i have of of looking at the market and finding the gap which is what entrepreneurs do Mm -hmm. and apply technology around it to say something pretty bold which is you'll never have to worry about charging anything off again or having 
90, 90 days plus invoices out there mm-hmm. because we will prevent through a, through a solution that is completely tech-based. Mm-hmm. So, so that is, that's being an outlier. That's making a claim that even the people that are so in their own way can't deny. Mm-hmm. So it's taking a pain point, foregrounding it to the point where it's so obvious and then following up with once you've generated leads through, you know, through the, the automated marketing process, you can have demos with humans that will point out flaws that we, we weren't able to see because there's a product market fit that needs to be generated through, you know, actual people using it frequently. So I think that to me focuses in on the idea that outlying presents much more opportunity than imitation. Got it. So you're looking at that broad stroke, Ben, and you said that the problem, yeah, yeah the, the problem, the problem is, is really like, deep, you know, there's, there's multi-billion dollars in charge of charge offs to saying, right. you know, it's easy. It's easier for me just to let this go than put more time and energy after it or, or put it in collections where you're selling it for pennies on the dollar. So you, you, have all of the hard work in prevention of things going beyond 30 days as opposed to giving up or spending the most money at the end of the process, the most money in time. Mm. So I'm just thinking also, if you're if you're a payment solution, if we're using that example, or you're this coffee company where maybe it's, we're like Starbucks, but more intimate. I'm just making that up. <laughs> Don't you have to market differently as well? I mean, Starbucks has a gazillion retail locations. So just driving down the street, you're being reminded of them. Um, they have commercials. They have, you know, these loyalty programs out there and everywhere. App, the app and all of that. So if you're this coffee company or you're this new, you know, solution for collecting on your invoices, how do you get the word out about that? You know, you can't just jump and say, oh, I'm a, yeah. you know, I'm a better PayPal or whatever, like, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the, the answer is always in the marketing mix, otherwise known as the four P's. Any, any business can be analyzed from that perspective. Price, product, placement, and promotion. So the advantage that the coffee chain, which is called Cafe Grumpy, it's what episode four, I think, of season one of Tattoos Not Brands podcast. They can win in a variety of ways there in, in placement or distribution. If if they have a you know they have a, a location that actually took over a Starbucks location in Grand Central Station in, in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, lots of traffic there, yeah. right? Yeah, and they they replicated that in a what they describe as very instinctual way. But I think the Grand Central Station one's pretty obvious. It's small, square footage, and high volume. Mm-hmm. And because they because their product line is limited, mm-hmm. they can have volume, right? You can if people are just getting simplified drinks as opposed to double soy latte no whip all this all this starbucks which comes natural to them starbucks has its own thing they could also win on price because 
simplified. Mm -hmm. You know, they can they can generate the value. You know, if, if a Starbucks beverage averages five bucks, I'll bet theirs averages two fifty. So you can there's a, there's an equation in my book in the last chapter that, that puts all the the tools together that combines you know the understanding the market understanding the usb the unique selling proposition mm -hmm. and then and then cross-referencing that with the market the market motivators the snow system that i call as well as the the, the demand funnel to understand what you can do mm -hmm. and where, why you should focus in this business on loyalty so, mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. there's a relative guarantee that somebody is going to spend you know three dollars with you daily mm -hmm. that's you know that's 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 probably a blend of imitation uh -huh. loyalty programs sure so who's better than starbucks at a incentivizing loyalty system highly you know highly sophisticated and um, is is watching your every move and is sending you you know if you if you don't go often enough or if you go very often they're they're rewarding you along with a product that is that's different and you know there's there's people that prefer the tattoo of cafe grumpy to the brand of of starbucks and it's fine there's enough there's enough market share mm -hmm. in that type of vertical you know where, where starbucks is a it's the living room of the world and Cafe Grumpy is the quick fix, quick high quality fix of of the, world, right. of, the of the city. Of the city, you know? yeah. So yeah, yeah. Plenty of plenty of room to for everybody to get part of the equation and part of the money that is out there to to put in their pocket. Right. As you were sharing, what there was a visual that came to mind where this, you know, I just saw like this tunnel, like this hole in the ground, like find enough space where you could put your hole in the ground or just go down, just go deep, just keep going deeper and <laughs> deeper. And well, or, 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 or not, you mm -hmm. know, going deeper is they, you know, the founders talked about that, you know, it's, they are sort of careful about that going, going beyond eight stores is was not their comfort zone. It may be their comfort zone later, but they grew pretty fast and they they got through the pandemic. So sometimes I think it's about understanding your goals and being honest about it. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. Every entrepreneur I think has an instinct for more, 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 dig deeper, dig deeper. But sometimes that's the death of uh, an amazing tattoo when it when it needs to be something for everyone or or there's kind of nothing. I agree with you there. I feel that when I think of Dig Deep, I've, when you mentioned quick fix in the city, um, may that be their intention or not, to me that was mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a layer deeper than the living room for everyone. And mm -hmm. if it's quick fix in the city where you can, you have five choices of sugar options versus just three <laughs> or something like that. Or there's always fresh lemon slices, you know, for you. Or so for me, it's you know, how do you continue to distinguish yourself when I think of going deep? And you make and you've it's almost like fortifying that the fort that you just created. Like how do you fortify it? Yes, you can mm -hmm. open up. To, you know, you can have you know 20 different forts. You know, looking out, or you can continue to strengthen and fortify and add those layers 
you know, to protect that one fort you have. So it's the strongest fort ever. So that's, yeah, that's in my mind is what I think of when I say go deep. Yeah. Or, or it's, you know, the idea of stretching a rope or a rubber band, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. they can be flexible to a certain point, you know, but it's going to break. It's going to break when the skills, timing or luck don't go in your favor. Right. So before we, I know we're and everybody's you know, yeah no these are these are great points and I hope our listeners are taking notes because this is some really good stuff around marketing how to like just really put that flagpole in the ground for whatever it is that you're working on or thinking about launching. I want to switch gears a little bit to the part of the show where you play host surprise and <laughs> you get to ask Uh-oh. me. This could go bad. <laughs> You get to ask me a question or two, and then we'll take you from there and wrap up the show. So now your host, what sure. would you like? To, and it could be anything. It could be a marketing. It could be whatever you want it to be. What would you like to ask? Wow. <laughs> uh, we only have a couple of minutes, so I need to need to uh, set my set my barriers. <laughs> um, well, no. One, one thing that I always enjoy talking with you about is... Um, well, there's three things that, that are especially interesting. I think there's fashion, mm-hmm. there's blockchain, and metaverse. How do those combine, and what's the what should we look out for Ooh. as everything evolves in the economy and in you know in the, the globe with those things? That's an excellent question, and there's so I could like go on for a good hour about this, but I would yeah. say. Okay, fashion, blockchain, metaverse. As it relates to fashion, I feel that we are at a shift within the industry. Uh, A couple decades ago, there was a book written by Terry Adjins, a fashion business journalist called The End of Fashion. And when I read it at the time, because I love to read, Clint knows I like to nerd out on books, um, I was really trying to get as much knowledge about the fashion industry as possible and it was a really great I would say capture of the history of fashion um, as from a business perspective like where we are now and being at this what she called the end of fashion and so I can now look back and say you know what she was talking about then like then I was just enjoying all the case studies she was sharing and found it fascinating regarding the different business models but that at that point we were at the beginning of fast fashion. It wasn't a term that we that was used then, and we see we we see where we are now as it relates to all of the not so good things that have come from fast fashion. Of course, good things are lower prices, um, more trends, more rapidly, more quantities being shipped more quickly to individuals. But there's so many downsides as well, and I feel that with the technology of blockchain, it's causing this new shift. It's part of the shift. It's not the only thing, but it's part of it, where you're able to capture data on a ledger that is accessible publicly, and the data doesn't change once you you capture it. So what that does, it creates a means of tracking, tracing, and transparency, transparency as it relates to the supply chain of fashion which will be a tool that companies can use to create more ethical and earth-friendly products. And then you have 
blockchain as it relates to being used in smart contracts, which is, it's a tool that allows for ownership of digital assets and these automated transactions that can take place from this contract that's now digital on, on a blockchain. And so you can take an item such as a t-shirt in the physical and have a digital representation. This is just one example. There's so many more, but that has a digital representation of that t-shirt that can be purchased as a digital asset on the blockchain on a, uh, through a smart contract. And I'm sure many listeners have heard of NFTs. And then as the owner of this digital asset, you can trade it, you can sell it. And as it goes up in value, as you trade or resell, the original creator can also earn money off the residual revenue from that secondary sale. So now I own this t-shirt, I own the digital version of it, I choose to sell the digital version. It may be attached to you know, various rewards or options that come with this digital asset or not. It could just be like I'm playing a video game and I have a digital skin and I want to sell it. But then now I'm able to make money off of this digital asset. And now whoever owns it, the, sec the next person, they can do the same or they can continue to own it. And as the physical product or the physical entity that originally created it rises in value or the artist, that digital asset now rises in value. So it also creates this new economy for creators and brands and the consumer can participate. It also allows for more storytelling and sharing of information, allows for new channels of loyalty and conversion that you were mentioning earlier as it relates to marketing. And then the metaverse, you know, think of a three-dimensional space. Like right now we go online, we scroll through images, we click through links, we're reading copy, maybe on a blog or an ad or a website, and that's our experience on the internet. Now imagine going on the internet and you're walking into a room, from a three-dimensional room, you may be able to just look, you know, turn to your left, turn to your right, you can see all around the room. You can walk up to three-dimensional objects, and so instead of shopping on a website for your sneaker and there's a 2D photo and you click it, put it in your basket, you now can look at this three-dimensional objects from all points of view and then put that in your basket and check out. Or you can meet your friends and shop together in this 3D space as opposed to texting photos back and forth like <laughs> a lot of my girlfriends do. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? And we're like messaging photos or mm -hmm. we're FaceTiming. So it creates a more mm -hmm. social, very, very, very yeah, manual, very manual right? not mm -hmm. so fun. So it really creates this new immersive, fun, social environment online. And when you're speaking about fashion specifically, it increases the experience around online shopping. But then going back to the brand or the artist or independent designer, it offers these new channels for that omni-channel strategy. It offers new ways to reach your customer, tell your story, create conversion, build loyalty programs, and offer richer experiences. Yeah, I've heard you talk about this a lot, so it's, it's good to <laughs> hear that your story is consistent. Um, but the thing that occurs to me is how important it will be to understand the tattoos versus 
or tattoos and brands reality in in this context because much like there's market share for myriad coffee companies or SaaS or fashion or literally anything where human demand is is present there's options absolutely right and the absolutely what you see in kind of a dystopian future landscape in, in movies and graphic novels and literature is brands taking over where there is no more tattoos and that sucks because then you're owned by corporations and you're you're you see that in 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 even in new york city in in what's a good example of a a neighborhood where it's prevalent um chelsea Mm. you know you'll see you know 14th street between fifth avenue all the way and i know that's the village isn't there and all that but let's just say Mm. downtown is big box or established either brand or mini brand right i would as as far yeah 34th street Street the same i i agree with you there's definitely that possibility i think what's interesting now at least as it relates to decentralization and the conversation around that versus centralization so let's just say meta aka facebook versus sandbox or decentraland central versus decentralized entities and organizations is that this technology is creating a disruption in various industries allowing tattoos or new tattoos to come in and become the next brand if they choose to be we've seen that in the digital fashion space with companies such as fabricant and dressx leading the way um lablico from a supply chain standpoint where as the technology and the adoption of the technology catches up these entities are are just leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else and where the challenge that i see with a lot of larger organizations or legacy brands is they don't have that in-house team that understands or knows the technology um that's you know hands-on creating with the technology and things are changing quickly because you know the a lot of companies know that they have to bring in these these individuals that have been playing with the tools and they understand the language but so what they're doing is they're collaborating with tattoos they're collaborating with independent designers and artists and they need them and in order to be relevant in order to break into this new industry of emerging technology so it's really interesting from the ground view what's happening now three years from now five years from now who's going to remain standing you know obviously if you have more cash in the bank you have a longer runway but again i think it's still going to come down to storytelling and consumers that are adopting this emerging technology they're also demanding more ethical transparent practices as well and so it's forcing legacy organizations to do things differently which ideally is going to be for the greater good and yeah we'll see how you know how it all plays out in the coming years but i you know i I like to look at the glass half full and i think part of the reason why i'm so passionate about educating about this space is because it can turn to a more dystopian perspective 
very quickly if individuals are not aware of what's happening, what the possibilities are with this technology, and that they can get in and be disruptive right now. And it's the, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's a very unique time to be in in terms of just our history as a whole. Yeah, well, I think the, the I know we're short on time, but the last important point for me mm-hmm. that I've learned as a parent of an 11 year old and 14 year old boy, they'll have no problem uh, right. embracing it. They'll have no zero. They're they're living it constantly. Yeah. I'd say 40 percent, 50 percent of their life is is in the metaverse and is um, happily <laughs> so. So so it's almost like how do you innovate and not. You know the the vision that always comes to my mind in in you know like um, Back to the Future, whatever three or whatever it is where they where they're or even Star Wars where there's where there's there's still billboards and there's still um, the idea of radio is is still yeah. prevalent and it, it's it's much like the way online advertising, display advertising, banner advertising was formulated out of the idea of a newspaper mm. and never really has gotten beyond that. You know, it's a it's a marketing advertising industry problem where there's a lot of laziness and the idea of innovating the actual modality of delivering messaging hasn't changed for 150 years. Yeah, and it's and a, problem. a problem. And as someone that's actively building in a, in a hyper-realistic metaverse space, it's changing. And uh, we've seen some use cases around how ads are going to look very different in the near future. Louis Vuitton is, is a good example of that. These 3D moving elements that are coming right at you, um, gift boxes opening up, and it's, you know, mm-hmm. you know a product or smoke explodes and then when it clears there's a product there i mean it's going to be really interesting and you know the sky's the limit within a digital environment right you don't have to worry about (laughs) you know the physics of our world right in a digital world so it's getting Mm -hmm. exciting it's changing really quickly and i just say everyone like hold on (laughs) you know know the train is in Mm -hmm. is at the station Mm -hmm. and hold on tight if you are on the train but we are at time yeah it is very cool we maybe have to do another like a part two to this i thank you for that question because you know i could geek out on that um for a long time (laughs) and it was it was so enlightening have you on the show today thank you for sharing your words of wisdom as relates to marketing building brands you know distinguishing between tattoos versus brands and if you have not yet check out the Tattoos Not Brands podcast, and I'm a co-host with Clint on that podcast, so you definitely That's need to right. check it out. Right. Um, and, you know, Clint is super passionate about helping entrepreneurs and founders, and you will see that when you read his book and you listen to the podcast. And so, uh, Clint, how could they follow you and stay in touch? The main hub is tattoosnotbrands.com. If anyone has any questions or needs any insight or opinion on anything there's a contact us page that's the best way uh but we're also on all all the social media uh sites as tattoos not brands at tattoos not brands. thank you so much clint and thank you again listeners for oh, coming back you. yes so great to have you pleasure yes and again tattoos not brands guys look it up dot com podcast and book 
And this is another episode of Unleash Your Supernova. And don't forget to also get your copy of the book if you have not yet already. Unleash Your Supernova. It's available at all your major bookstores as well as on Amazon.com. It was a pleasure joining you again today, my listeners, and bringing you more words of wisdom. And so I will see you next time. And until then, ciao. Thank you.